Yeah, hold that, please. Level five, thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to attend the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to attend the Channelized Bing Bingus at the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever the mission, home or away, Enterprise helps over 120,000 people every day. With vans of all shapes and sizes, if you have a plan, Enterprise has a van. No matter if you need to rent for an hour, a day, a week or longer, Enterprise offers great rates for you or your business. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, hello, hello. Happy Friday, my friends. Welcome to another Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily podcast with me, your host, Andy Goldstein. And remember, of course, you can catch me on Drive this afternoon from 4pm. Alongside the man with more Premier League goals than Cristiano Ronaldo, Darren Ben. That can't be right, is it? Blimey. Now, England are back in action tonight as they welcome Australia to Wembley in a friendly game. TalkSport's faker others has been speaking to the gaffer, Gareth Southgate, ahead of that match. Gareth, uh, two games coming up, obviously one very big, but what's the Australia game going to show for you, do you think? Well, firstly, we've got a sellout at Wembley against an old sporting rival who I'm looking at some of their social media posts are very motivated for the game and um, have a very fit athletic team, so we've got to be ready uh, mentally for the game firstly here come Australia on the counter attack McGree over the halfway line Lecky could be clear on goal he's darting into the penalty area twisting, shooting and scoring Matthew Lecky with a monumental goal for Australia the second part is that we've got to secure qualification but we're six games away from a European Championship and we need to find out about some players as well and give people opportunities. So I've got to get the balance right of a a strong team uh, to try and win the game, but finding out about a lot of players and keeping the squad involved um, and motivated to be part of what we're doing. Yeah, one of those situations maybe that you wish the competitive game was coming first Mm. and the friendly second perhaps, but I sat down with James Madison the other day and he's always such a fascinating character and what he's brought to Tottenham and almost what Tottenham has brought to him has been just amazing to see him loving his, his football again and that can only be helpful for, for England. What have you made of his time at Tottenham and how pivotal can he be for this England squad going forward? Well, uh, I think it's really impressive how quickly he's settled. It's not easy moving club. I think the way that he plays fits the way Spurs are playing. It's all about the footwork of Madison. Body shimmies away, gets to the byline, little bit of dribbling, then toe pokes it into Mickey van der Ven's path, who's sprinting across the box to make sure he's ahead of his man, opens his body up, allows it to smack off the inside of his left foot. Kaminsky cannot react as it goes through his legs. He's always a player that affects games, creating chances. He's obviously scoring, he's assisting. Let's just talk about the squad, because the one thing we've not discussed um, since we sat down last week is that Bakayo Saka has sadly had to pull out, which Mm -hmm. we thought might be the case um, anyway. Is there any reason you didn't call anybody up 
any el- anybody else up to replace him? I'm I'm thinking mm. Raheem Sterling specifically. Yeah, we we always go a little bit heavy on numbers with the squad for the mere purpose that we don't want to be bringing people in when they might have already left the country for a break or um, you know um, have, have missed out on the original squad so we're actually unusually only lost one player at the weekend so we're well sourced with numbers and um, everybody is available for tomorrow which is really good. I don't know if you, I'm assuming you have um, listened to Harry Maguire's uh, press conference the other day, which was absolutely fascinating um, to hear his point of view, but also him telling us all that David Beckham had, had reached out to him as well. Did you know that before? No, no, I wasn't aware of that, no. It, it's quite incredible. The support that former players can give to current players like you can mm. as well is, is really important for someone like Harry. Yeah, clearly from the comments I've seen that Harry made, it, it has meant a lot to him. He's obviously, David, somebody that's played at Manchester United. He knows what that means, uh, played with England. So there'd be a lot of empathy there with what Harry's going through. And yeah, he, he made it clear what, what that support meant. So he's um, he's a strong character, but... He's a human being and uh, everybody will, uh, will appreciate somebody like David reaching out. Faye also caught up with the man with the biggest calves in football, England-wide man Jack Grealish. Jack, back in the fold, how much FOMO did you have when you uh, couldn't make the last camp? Yeah, no, I was obviously, you know, I always want to be here. I love being here with the, with the lads, you know, and playing for your country. I don't think there's many better things is there really you know being a professional football player so I obviously come in you know reported and stuff and was here for for the night um, and then I think I obviously got the hint that I weren't going to be fit um, so yeah I had to leave but uh, yeah no I'm buzzing to be back here with the with the lads you know we have obviously an important game tomorrow really really important one on Tuesday so I asked James Madison this question the other day because I was intrigued about what motivates footballers a lot of the time and Gary Neville had put something up on social media saying what motivated him as a kid was all he wanted to do was play for Manchester United so his big why his big cause was just to play well enough to never get sold by Manchester United and have to go anywhere else whereas David Beckham's motivation was always to be a global superstar what what's your motivation you'll probably think I'm going to say the Beckham one, don't you? No, but it's not actually No, honestly, like, obviously, he was the first person that, like, was, like, a superstar outside of football. I think that's what I got from the documentary and that's what I've been told by people. You know, he was like, the first one doing, like, all adverts, being sponsored by, like, certain brands and stuff like that. Listen, since I was a kid, honestly, I, and I've said this to a lot of people, I always... My dream was just to always play for Aston Villa. You know, a lot of people say, oh, my dream was to play in a World Cup or my dreams to, like, I feel like my dream was never to play at a World Cup because there was so much more to do before that. Do you know what I mean? My mm. dream was just to always play for Aston Villa. And then once I played for Aston Villa, it was like to become a regular. Then once I was a regular, it was like, right, to get into the England squad. Then once I was in the England squad, it was like, right. Do you know what I mean? I'd never go from like, not being a little kid and just going right straight to the top, right, I want to win the Champions League because there's so much more to do in between that. Mm. And mine was just always to play for Aston Villa and, you know, the first time that I'd done that professionally, like in the Premier League, obviously against against Man City, we got 
we got battered by them about 4-0. But yeah, that was obviously the first time. And then once I'd done that, there was like another thing, you know, and then another thing. And it could be six in a moment because they're on the front foot again. An opportunity to draw the ball back for Grealish! Half a dozen for England on a fantastic night. Jack Grealish adds to the tally. What's the next dream then? It's difficult after the season that we had um, last year, you know, with our club. But I think 100% to be to, to do something with this country, I feel like now we have an unbelievable team, an unbelievable manager, and um, and I just feel like this is really our time. You know, you look around and you look at, say, a front four, Rashford. Uh, who would you put? Rashford, Bellingham, Kane, Saka, Foden, myself. Like, there's literally then would walk into any 11 really in the world so you look at that and you just think it's just unbelievable really so I think that would be uh, that's probably been next on the list year after the treble last year On to boxing now and tomorrow night KSI fights Tommy Fury live on Talk Sport the press conference took place last night here's what both fighters had to say starting with Tommy Fury I mean if anybody here doesn't know what's going to happen they need a new brain there's no way this man can live with me. Yeah, I'm in a crossover world of boxing. It is what it is. It's a circus act. We've seen that all week. You know, we know what we're in for. I'm here to fight. You know, we're fighting in two days. Oh, this fight's been sold. Everything's done. The talking's done. My fists are going to do the talking on Saturday, and I promise you now it's going to be an early night because I'm going to do to KSI what should have been done to Jake Paul. Does it have to be an early night for you? 100%. I'm coming out here to make a statement. I'm not coming to jib and jab around like he did with Paul, fight up and down, I'm not interested in doing that. I'm coming here to make a statement, and this will be over inside three rounds. Typically, his fights don't last very long. From what you've seen of him, what impresses you most about his boxing? Well, who's he fought? He's fought a rapper and the rest of the YouTubers. I mean, what is going on? Like, I think everyone's getting it twisted here, just because the man's very, very big on social media and this and that. In this boxing world, he's a bum. I'd value KSI more than the dust on the bottom of my trainer. Not interested. So at the end of the day, for me, it's I'm levels above these guys. Come on. Is he a better boxer than me? No. Is he faster? No. Can he hit harder? No. Is he, has he got, I've got every single advantage. Bigger, stronger, reach, weight, whatever you want. This is going to be an early night, and I promise you, I've watched the Jake Paul fight back. Made a lot of mistakes there. Those same mistakes will not will not be done again. And I, I'm looking you in the eye now, yeah? This is going to be an early night. What do you think? Do you think he's looking past you? Do you think he's not respecting you enough? Of course he's looking past me. Of course he's disrespecting me. But, you know, when I get in that ring and show him that I'm different, you've got to understand there's no one that fights like me. There's no one that fights like the fighters that fight at shoot fights. And you might have tried to get people who imitate it, but it doesn't matter, bro. I hope, I hope, yeah. Jay and Paul this is, this is honestly, I hope that he comes out swinging. I hope that. I pray for that. Because when, when you do that, I swear to God, it'll be an even quicker I night than know I've got what you're you. trying to do. You're trying to time that uppercut. I'm trying to time you're uppercut. You're trying to time I don't uppercut. need to time nothing with you. Talksport Spencer Oliver caught up with KSI ahead of the biggest fight of his career so far. Listen, we're back in Manchester. Pretty yes. much where it all began for you. I know yeah. you had your first fight at the Copper Box against Joe Weller, but mm. then the second fight... Logan Paul, Manchester, A Arena, where mm -hmm. are we going there? Must bring back good memories for you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's a great arena. Uh, Manchester is always, you know, it's always great to come back. 
Uh, people are here, very good, very cool, very chill. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I I don't know what to say. Yeah, it's 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 a place that I like going. Listen, you seem super confident, right? That's a, yeah. Tommy Fury comes from that boxing background. You know, uh -huh. the family have gone through generations of boxing, uh -huh. Tyson Fury, etc. There's something in you that seems so super confident. Why is that? Yeah, I just have something that he doesn't have. What is that? Something in the gym that we've just been working on. Mm. Yeah, now, like, I know. I know you're a guy that would only go into something if you truly believed yes, you'd win it. Yes. and I know you know you look, see fighters, you look into their eyes, you watch their mannerisms, mm -hmm. and I see with you, you there's something about you that mm -hmm. says, yeah, this guy really believes he's going to win. <laughs> so what do you know that we don't? I mean, like, yeah, you've been training hard, super hard, like you said, you've well, been through the grind. But tell me, what gives you that confidence? Let's let me say it like this: with the second Logan fight in LA, I trained hard. But I was still quite nervous. Mm. And I knew I had heart. And no matter what, heart would get me through it. This time, I don't need heart. Mm. This time, I just have a game plan, which I just know works. There's something that I spotted in that second Logan Paul fight, mm. which stand you in good stead going into this fight. Mm. It was that you went for a moment there where you got tagged a little bit, you went into the sort of dark place and you had to recover and mm. that will stand you in good stead for someone like Tommy Fury that mm. once you've been there before, you know how to handle it much better. Like you said, you've been through the nerves situation now, you've been through getting hurt, yeah. you know how to recover, you yeah. know how to come through that. It's not like one of those big shots. Oh my God, uh, Yeah, this? exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's gonna stand you in good stead for someone like Tommy because you know like, you know, all joking aside and mm. all the big, you know, going back and forth, et cetera, et cetera. You know it's going to be a hard fight. You yeah. know you're going to have to go down in the trenches at some no, point. Because, not really. Because you're going to bring the fight to him, right? Yeah, I mean, but it doesn't need to be a hard fight for me. How do you win it? You talked a lot that? about you talked about up there. You talked a lot about him throwing uppercuts. You like you know what his yeah, game plan is going to be. I know what his game plan is. He thinks my head is going to be down there for him to catch me with an uppercut because I'm going to hit him with an overhand. How it's simple as that. How personal is this to you? I mean, there's been a lot of back and forth with you two. Is this just business or is it actually become personal? Well, I'm just going to make his life a living hell before and after the fight. John Fury's trying to make your life a living hell at the moment. Yeah, it's impossible. I mean, <laughs> talk to us about <laughs> that press conference up there. Me. I mean, he lost it a bit, right? Yeah, but he always loses it. He's a bit of a lunatic. You know how to press the buttons. Yeah, yeah. But I, I mean, look, for me, I just know when I get in that ring, my style is just going to obliterate his style. Mm. Simple as that. Just to remind you, you can catch a live commentary of the KSI Tommy Fury fight on TalkSport this Saturday night from 8pm. Now it's time for last night's football. And Scotland travelled to Spain knowing that a draw would see them qualify for next summer's Euros. Here's what happened. It's all about just getting the job done here, Alex. I'm feeling sick. I am, I'm genuinely feeling sick, so you can just imagine the players, how they feel. Got plenty of fight in there as well. Tomino yeah. drills it in, and Scotland lead in Spain. Is that the goal that takes Steve Clark's side to the European Championship? He's just headbutted the TV camera, McTominay, in celebration. You know, even even looking back at the replay, I still can't see a, an offside or anything. Like, you know, I, I think I think the goal should have stood at least. To give it decide here, television symbol is made, and the goal has been chalked off 
It's a great effort, but you know what? There's still 30 minutes plus added time to go. Now that's toying with McGregor. Gets his cross in, and he's headed in by Morata. Heartbreak for Scotland. Alvaro Morata with 17 minutes to play. Not Spain in front. I thought Scotland actually left a very good account of themselves. I thought desperately robbed. Well, I don't think robbed is quite the right word. I do. You think they were... I'd be devastated if I was Steve yes, Clark devastated, now. I agree with. Oh, and then a slip in the right-back position by Hickey. This could be 2-0. It is 2-0. It's an own goal from Porteous. Obviously disappointing to lose. Always disappointing to lose. We came here determined to qualify. It hasn't happened tonight. We can be pleased with how we performed. The lads are really disappointed that we've lost the game because we, we didn't come here to lose. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This episode of the TalkSport Daily is brought to you by Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Planning to hire or share a car or van? Enterprise is there every step of the way. Whenever and wherever you need a vehicle and whatever it's for, Enterprise can help. With over 450 locations across the UK, they're just around the corner. Whether you need a weekend rental, a holiday hire, a replacement car, or you're planning a business trip, home or away, Enterprise are there to help. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. Finally, Wayne Rooney was appointed Birmingham City manager earlier this week and TalkSport's Ian Danter has been chatting to him. How easy a decision was it to make? Obviously speaking to the club and um, the ambitions of the club and, um, and and to be honest, over the last four to six weeks I've had um, quite a few clubs on asking me to, to come in. And um, But speaking to Birmingham was different um, just in, in terms of new owners coming in and, and what they're trying to build, um, I felt was... It was a real impulse of excitement, which um, I wanted to be a part of. What did you make of the work that your predecessor has done here? Yeah, I think he's left the club in a in a good place. Um, I think, obviously, stabilising the club and keeping them up last season. And then the start of the season has been good. Um, and then, obviously, once the club come on to me and, and asked me, was I interested in taking over then? After speaking to him, it was it was pretty clear that I wanted to do that, um, and it was. It's, I think it's really an exciting time for the club, and it's been left in a, a good place. And now to put on me to try and take that forward. It must be a little bit strange for you, in the sense that sometimes, well, most of the time, managers take over clubs when things are 
fallen off a cliff, there's all sorts of problems, or a manager leaves at his own bidding to go somewhere else. This is a very unique situation you've walked into, isn't it? Obviously, the owners had a clear goal to where they want to get to, and, and not just short-term, but long-term. And obviously, after speaking to them, they, they felt uh, I'm the man to, to, to lead that and, and to try and get us back to to where we feel the club can get to. And the game of football, you know, managers know that <laughs> things can happen then very quickly. And But for me, it was more importantly, was obviously now getting in here, um, getting to work. We've got, we've got difficult games coming up, which um, I love. I think it's... Uh, it's a challenge and, and for us to, to really get in. And my style of play is a little bit different to John's, but that's on me to, to make sure I get that work done with the players so they understand them. Well, that's it, gang. Thanks for listening on the Talk to Apple, wherever you get your podcast from. There will, of course, be another one of these Andy Goldstein Talks for daily podcast at first in the morning, so do what you've got to do together. Until then, thanks for listening. Have a good day, and above all, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from Talk Sport. The Talk Sport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. Meet 2024's most anticipated robot vacuum, Eufy X10 Pro Omni. With powerful 8,000 PA suction and MopMaster's dual mop pads, it keeps your floor sparkling clean. It's the winner of five Best of CES awards, and Digital Trends says it boasts almost all the same features as robot vacuums that cost twice as much. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com, that's E-U-F-Y.com, and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799.